Long time no see. I just wanted to touch base on basically what I thought was going on in the industry, where we've been over the last couple of years, and what we're sort of in for. Um, Jim and Ed are sort of moved on at this point. Ed, to my best of knowledge, um, even though I saw him recently, he doesn't really do much with magic anymore as far as I can tell, and I'm pretty sure Jim doesn't care too much about magic finance outside of the plethora of commander decks that he has but they're both doing well i talk to them occasionally i just sort of wanted to get on my old platform for people that still had this in their podcast episodes and just sort of talk about what's going on um i recently bought one of the largest magic the gathering public collections out there there are obviously larger private collections out there or vendors that you know have way more than a specific individual but um this collector was essentially just a private person who collected everything just collected every card ever printed in english um to the best of my knowledge all the promos you know your alpha all that sort of stuff um so i was actually out of town for a month in ed's hometown dealing with uh the logistics of buying that many cards and ironically after returning back to the great state of missouri um for those of you who may not have seen star city games for example is currently only offering credit not even cash as of the time of this recording for all magic gathering cards um card kingdom for example has stopped buying most sealed booster boxes they've basically taken off 90 or 90 percent of the entire catalog of sealed magic the gathering booster boxes and they're you know not paying what they used to on a lot of the boxes that they still have on their website so it's uh it's not a great time to be in the industry if you were to buy a same a similar size collection with the same amount of cards uh last year compared to this year you know you're looking at 30 or 40 percent less money with a lot more reprints um So for people who are in the business of buying and flipping collections, if you only get 10 collections a year, if the average collection value was higher last year, the amount of money you're making this year is much less, in my opinion, because card prices are coming down, um, people don't have money, which I'm seeing a lot locally with walk-in collections, and uh, yeah, it's it's just not a great time to be in a luxury hobby, because at the end of the day, this is just expensive, fancy rectangles of cardboard. Um, some of the things I wanted to touch on, Amazon's recent Wizards blowout, obviously a lot of other content creators have covered this, but I've been quite literally too busy to sit down and make a recording until this Sunday. Um, for people who aren't aware, if you don't budget, a lot of Magic the Gathering players do budget a just sort of superfluous amount of money every month to buy whatever esoteric item they can. Um, a lot of that money has gone to... Uh, Amazon's dump of $65 booster boxes, because if you're a casual, that's, the, that's you know, half the cost of any other draft booster box outside of Dragon's Maze, so you get your, your fun drafts in, and uh, you're, you're happy with your $65 draft experience versus your $100-plus draft experience for basically any other set. Magic players are pretty tapped out. Um, they're still recovering from Lord of the Rings being released earlier in the last month and they haven't gotten their next paycheck yet necessarily to afford to buy something else you're seeing a lot of pressure just talking with um local game shop owners that are within two hours of where i'm located um people aren't spending as much their wallets are pretty tight all the money that they had either went to cracking lord of the rings booster packs which last month was great for shops 
This month, it's not good because they spent a lot of it, not all of them, on Amazon deals. And so now that money is not going to your local game shop. So what does that do if your money is not being funneled into your local game shop? Well, game shops have to sell singles if they're not properly capitalized, which a lot of them are not. As we know in this industry, a lot of people open game shops as a hobby rather than a actual business with a business plan. So over the rest of the year, you're going to continue to see many people who are hobbyists and do not have a business plan or may not find themselves in the same set of circumstances that we had last year, able to keep the lights on without fire selling some of their inventory, without resorting to taking out loans from PayPal, Amazon, Square, all the sort of things that are offered at a higher interest amount because the amount of interest you have to pay right now to get any hard capital as a business owner is quite high compared to any time in the last 10 years as basically anyone can tell you that. Um, You don't need a degree in rocket science to understand where we're currently at. So game shops will be putting more and more singles online because during the pandemic, um, more and more LGSs had to resort to making e-commerce a larger percentage of their portfolio of sales because it turns out you can reach a lot more people and even if you are doing lower profits on every item by ramping up your business, you are basically selling to all of North America rather than just selling to your own local small town. In the past, you could afford to make 45% margins as a brick and mortar game shop on quite a few things in your inventory. If you haven't read the book, How to Open a Friendly Local Game Shop by Gary Ray, I highly recommend it. It's on Amazon for basically nothing compared to the amount of money you would lose if you were trying to open a game shop and didn't know how the industry operated. Um, Yeah, they're fire selling all of their inventory online. So singles are coming down. And since game shops are always able to buy at a lower cost than flippers, um, flippers are really feeling the pressure because there's so many people out there. Even Douglas Johnson, um, for example, who used to be a co-host on here. Now he's on Brainstorm Brewery. You know, Doug will pay 70% or more in something, for example, just an example. And an LGS is paying, you know, 50 or 60% for a quote-unquote good LGS brick and mortar. So they're getting in and they're able to sell for cheaper than a lot of people who operate only online, in my opinion, um, on some of this stuff. So we're seeing a lot more collections come out. I have been slammed not only from this massive collection that I had to uh, basically live on the West Coast for a month to deal with, but just the amount of people bringing in collections locally. I probably in my estimates, and I'll have to check the books on this. um, I think I've bought probably 10 times as many collections this year as I have in any of the 12 years previously that I've been in the industry. So just way more collections coming in. The good news is we do have automation now. Um, I employ quite a few card sorters to help alleviate some of the labor costs involved, but you know, still have people put away stuff, still have people pull stuff for me. So that's uh, that's not cheap. Um, and I'm interested to see what will happen to the people who are not utilizing, say, the Cardbot, Magic Sorter, Roka. Um, what will happen to their operations as it gets increasingly less and less profitable to buy and sell Magic the Gathering or Pokemon? We have seen a lot of Magic the Gathering and local game shop owners pivot much more towards Pokemon. The margins are better. The customers do not care as much about the prices. They're much more collectors than they are players. Um, 
there's a lot of experiences locally where I'll have something priced in a, in a showcase for say a quarter or 50 cents more than TCG low and uh, players will just go and order it online. And it's like, well, it's not really, not really where you uh, want to be arguing over stuff. You, you, uh, you want to sort of fire the unprofitable customers and only um, deal with people that are able to make you money as a business. There's only so many hours in a day where you can buy and sell Magic the Gathering cards, where you can price Magic the Gathering cards. So even myself, I've switched over to Pokemon quite a bit um, just because people are not as jaded about the game. People are much happier. The player base is much bigger than Magic, even for, you know, play outside of Commander Knights. I, I would be interested to hear as a listener if you even have Friday Night Magic anymore that's not draft because of how expensive it is to play standard versus just playing on Arena for free. Um, I do personally, in my opinion, think that we're going to see this cycle be compounded over time. I think that in the next year, at minimum, you're going to see deals that you've never seen before. I mean, we're seeing Lotus way below $10,000, which a lot of people probably didn't think would ever happen again uh, until the pandemic sort of changed everything. We're seeing dual lands down even 20 to 30%, and uh, even the velocity on dual lands has slowed. Um, there's not the same, in my opinion, demand overseas for duels as there used to be. So it's just something to be aware of. And uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, personally just going to keep buying and selling collections if you want to buy or sell a collection or cards you can reach out to me on twitter at missouri mtg um and just sort of see where these next couple years in a slower economy for collectibles is i'm going to see sort of where prices go what my customers want and then if uh, if it's still worth it to buy and sell magic cards because at the end of the day a lot of people in this industry that I look up to are quite smart and they could do pretty much anything else to make more money, but a lot of them love it. So as um, the pool of money contracts, it'll be interesting to see who kind of gets out or who can't afford to maintain paying themselves as much in a downtime. Um, I'll probably be releasing these occasionally through the SoundCloud and all that just to touch base. If you liked just this quick 10 minute blurb on how I feel, feel free to uh, reach out. And if you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Missouri MTG. Have a great week, everyone.